Welcome to episode 65 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So this is our second ever <laughs> winging it episode because we literally don't have a topic tonight to talk about. So we're just going to wing it, <laughs> wing it like a couple of dingbats and uh, just talk about whatever is on our mind. Uh, nerd and geek well, culture. we had something. We, we kind of had something, but it wasn't very good. So <laughs> yeah, it didn't work <laughs> with out two hours with two hours left to record. It's a good thing. We've already done a winging it episode. Otherwise we wouldn't know what to do right now. So this is us <laughs> winging it again. <laughs> uh, so what, what's, what was the biggest news this week? Uh, Star oh. Wars, I think was the biggest news. this oh, week. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure, the title. So it was uh, the title reviewed for episode, revealed for episode eight, and it is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So interesting. I saw something online today. If you put the first title of the episode seven up against this one, it kind of reveals kind of a sentence there. Oh, so the force, the force awakens the last Jedi. Oh, cool. And like, and then goes to sleep, or then goes, <laughs> gets drunk. <laughs> um, no, what do you the think? Force of the- awakens the last Jedi, and he wants an omelet. Yeah, <laughs> he wants some blueberry pancakes, bitch. <laughs> yeah. um, he wants the Denny's meal, <laughs> the early bird special. Um, yeah. So, what do you what do you think of that title? I love it. Um, you know, I the last time I got excited about a title for a movie was episode three, just because the the name finally sounded like I was going to get a Star Wars that I wanted. <laughs> um, Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, yes. So I I loved the Revenge of the Sith title. It's still a great title, even though the movie's not great. But um, the Last Jedi gives me that same feeling of like. But it gives me a better feeling because I haven't watched two shitty movies before it. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, uh, the Last Jedi. It's it's awesome. It's ominous. It's it's everything I want in the middle of the two uh, movies that you got to watch. Yeah, and right now um, because we haven't seen it yet, obviously um, the title is kind of ambiguous too. Because like Jedi could mean like what one Jedi or it could be multiple. Right. Um, yeah, there that's I always thought early on, especially when I was reading canon uh stuff like that that the last Jedi meant um or I'm sorry, just the word Jedi was both singular and plural, but mm-hmm. for some reason I've seen it in interviews and I think even George Lucas has done this where he he refers to multiple Jedi as Jedi's. So, okay, okay. You know, it, so I don't know if if that's true still. Um I don't know. Somebody somebody posted online I think it was comicbook.com or tw- tweeted something out that said that it was uh, Jedi is both singular and plural. Okay. So I'm just saying the guy who created the word has said Jedi's and uh, not that he's very consistent in his stuff and his, uh, and his facts about star Wars, but, uh, <laughs> but that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. I, Jedi, well, the word Jedi's just sounds weird anyway. I, I kind of like Jedi being plural as well. You know, but whatever. Uh, so the other Star Wars news that I actually just read, not even before I got, just like right before I got, uh, start recording with you, is that um, there was rumors that they were going to be doing some sort of backstory for Chirrut and Baz from Rogue One. 
and that was con- oh really that was confirmed that they are doing a novelization of oh okay of them the Guardians of the Will um, Guardians of the Wills and also what Jedha was like before the Empire came and took it over so um, or we might read that when we're reading when in the novel actually and that drops in March so I guess that's been in the works for a while um, oh right okay so that's kind of cool. That's, uh, yeah, I, I can take a graphic novel or a comic book versus a movie. I don't need to see those guys in a movie. I mean, I loved them. I definitely loved them. Yeah, me too. Um, definitely loved um, yeah, both of them. But I, I don't think I need to see their background. I was happy with what I saw. I kind of got – I mean, that's good storytelling, right? When you need to, don't need to tell the entire story, you kind of just let the characters play through. Um yeah, their words that the writer gives them. And there's other, you know, like like I said, there's other venues that they can do to kind of enrich their backstory, their stories, if you want to read about them. And and the same, so that comes out in March, and then the exactly, I think, the same day, uh, a novelization of Genurso will be out as well. So okay. they'll kind of round out her story. So I guess it goes like. You could read Catalyst, which I guess leads up to Rogue One, but then now it kind of fills out some more of these stories of the other characters, like if you read those other two novels. so um, and, and it's all canon. I mean, everything that, that since Disney took over, everything is canon. Cartoons, comic book, games, everything. Um, uh, speaking of which, did you, did you see the last episode of Rebels? I did. I did. And so it, speaking it of canon, was awesome. It yeah, speaking of canon, they they confirmed that Star Wars: The Old Republic, the video game, the first the the RPG from I think Bioware, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bioware is canon. That story is now canon, oh which God. means Darth Revan, which means Darth Revan, um, Malak, uh, they all exist in this Star Wars universe now. Oh, it so, was subtle. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was subtle. It had to deal with the dark saber and the first Mandalore Jedi and the Mandalorian Wars. And the second they said that, that already that thrusts uh, Knights of the Old Republic into canon. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, "Oh my God, please give me a Darth Revan story. Give me a Darth Revan tri- trilogy or yeah. a ten episode Netflix show." Yeah, because not many people. I mean, maybe our age know that stuff, but like the younger people have no idea what Knights of the Old Republic is unless they downloaded it on their iPad recently. Right. Uh, but it, it's one of the best Star Wars stories. It, it's right up there told. with the original trilogy and, Ro- and Rogue One. Yeah, absolutely. It's so well told. And then, the, the t- you know, I don't know. I don't really want to spoil it for people, but the twist ending. Yeah, don't say. It's so fantastic. Don't say anything about it. Yeah. It's so fantastic that I actually stopped BJ from spoiling the story <laughs> for you. And we spoil movies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go out and play that game. If you got an iPad, download Knights of the Old Republic right now. I think it's like ten bucks, maybe might even be less now, and uh, and play that game. It is probably, uh, arguably, it's the best Star Wars game they've ever made. I mean, it's it, oh, it, it for, was for me, so it, awesome. it's definitely yeah, it's definitely um, yeah. I love that game so much. The story was the you know what's crazy. I was just talking about this today, and I said. It's the only game that I've ever played where I loved it so much that the thing I remember most about it was the story. And the gameplay is great. I mean, you you feel like like a it's the closest thing to becoming a Jedi in any game that I've ever played. Uh, even Jedi Knight. <laughs> this is more of a Jedi 
this is more of a Jedi story um, than anything. Not that the gameplay wasn't good because it's the closest, again, I've ever been to being a Jedi or, but the story was just, just blows me away. Like it's, it's almost, it's on the same level as like Mass Effect, all of those, all of those games. Oh yeah. Those are great games. Um, I, yeah, I, I really hope that Bioware continues doing something with Star Wars because the sequel to that was what from another company that did the sequel to Knights of the Old Republic, and it yeah, just was not I forget, good. I forget who who did it. I think their like insignia is like a black crow. I want to say Obsidian, but I'm not sure that's right. Yeah, I'm not, um, I don't remember but, either. Yeah, it was it was fucking terrible. I mean, the only complaint I must had from the first game was that it was you could only do a level twenty. Yes, um, that was the biggest complaint. Um, so they fixed that problem in the second game. The problem is, is that they didn't like up the level of the other players either. <laughs> Meaning like if I was level 46, I was still fighting like a bad guy who was like level five. <laughs> so I remember the last level being like the last level of the first game being so hard and difficult. And, and even playing the second time around, you just needed a shit ton of med packs. Yeah. Um, and then I, re- and then I remember playing the second version, the second, the sequel. And I remember walking into a room of like 10 dark Jedi and I threw up like this thing called Force Storm, I think it was, and it fucking killed everyone in one shot. Like it wasn't even fun. <laughs> like I was like I was playing a two year old in fucking checkers or something. Yeah, I, I heard about I, I bought actually ended up buying the game and I think I played like maybe five or six hours into it and then I just stopped because I just didn't I was not into it. It just it wasn't the same. Yeah, the first game Yeah, it definitely wasn't. The first game was like the Matrix. The second game is like the Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> First, Fucking retarded. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I was reading somewhere. Okay, so you know that um, you know Deadpool two had their director jump ship and all that stuff, and yeah, yeah, and the music, the composer too. Yeah, the they lost the composer too. Um, and then there were rumors that uh, there's they're still having problems like like finding cable. And I know that the, the director that signed on is the John Wick director, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so right. that was kind of cool news. But I also – I just found out uh, yesterday that Tim Miller finally landed on a project and it's going to be – he's going to reboot uh, Terminator and James Cameron is coming on to produce it. Um, and add, oh, yeah, that's right. I did read about that. And add input to that. What What do you think about that? Because like they've they've tried to reboot that thing like three or four times, and each time it just keeps getting worse. You know, Terminator. Yeah, Genesis was bad. Genesis was just fucking awful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just it was not good. Um, I think Arnold needs to stay away from the franchise. I, I think mean, so too. A true reboot. Yeah, they should just reboot the whole goddamn thing and put the Rock as the Terminator. Oh yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and he can like raise his eyebrow and shit and say <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll be that'll be his "I'll be back" type thing. Right. I mean, I think I think in every movie he actually does raise his eyebrow. The Rock smells <laughs> termination. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awful. <laughs> that's so fucking bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, he even raises his eyebrow in Moana. Like he, yeah, he yeah, does that. Yeah, he does do. that thing yeah. all the time. 
You still got to catch that movie did with it, him and Kevin Hart. He did it as funny. a CG. He did the the CG. He the CG Scorpion King fucking did it. Yeah, <laughs> it was so fucking bad. <laughs> was that the Mummy? The Mummy Returns? Oh, um, that was the. Oh yeah, yeah. With this, when he was the Scorpion King, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, the actual Scorpion King, and he fucking. Re- the special effects in that were terrible. And then so here's this cartoonish rock coming out, raising his eyebrow like you're playing like N64 or something. <laughs> yeah, so those stupid. graphics are bad. I mean, they, they that was a rush job on that movie. Um, yeah. It was a total rush job because the CGI in that's just throughout the whole movie is terrible. Those little like pygmy pygmy characters and 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 then yeah those were actually more realistic than the rock like okay so the the whole premise of this story is to get to the scorpion king right you'd think you would have like not had your special effects with you know wasting your money on like that grand canyon wave thing that that was fucking completely useless yeah you know you you think you'd save that ten million dollars and put ten million more into the Scorpion King, <laughs> so it doesn't look like that shit. Or just have the Rock, <laughs> or just have the Rock show up and start fighting him. You know. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going to get. I remember, <laughs> I remember we were in the theater watching that because you know the first one was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I went to go see the second one, and when he came out of the the gate, like the big reveal. Me and my friends turned to each other and like just said, "What the fuck!" Like really loud in the theater. It would have been cooler if the fucking so rancor bad. came out. It it would have been it would have been better if like we were all fooled and it was fucking like Vince McMahon, yeah. <laughs> like a wrestling match. Totally. Vince was Vince was the Scorpion King the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> And then here comes Shane walking out like a little prick like he is in, right. in some of the stuff that I've seen him do. And they were like talking to each other and, and they're trying to get all riled up and trying to get called Brendan Fraser, Fraser a pussy. <laughs> and then and then like they're distracting Brendan Fraser and like Rachel Weiss, and then all of a sudden like Stone Cold Steve Austin hits him in the back of the head with a chair. <laughs> And then end credits. And then and then end credits. And you're like, what? And then, yeah, because I wanted to end it like The Matrix Reloaded. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ultimate Warrior pops out of nowhere, and Undertaker, (laughs) like like all these, like, oh yeah. Actually, why did they just like Jimmy Fly Snuka flies off like one of the pillars? (laughs) That would have been cool if like. So like Brendan Fraser. So what if like Brendan Fraser walks in the tomb with the with the mummy guy? I can't remember what his name is. They walk in there together, and then the rock comes out, and then a fucking cage just drops from the top, and like so they're like in a cage <laughs> match. That'd have been badass. And there's like there's like cameras flashing all over the cage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that wouldn't have been any dumber than what they already put out. So <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't have looked like bad CG. You could have just done that. <laughs> oh my God. So Hollywood, if you, <laughs> you want a good idea, we just gave you one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next time you decide to comically build up this entire movie, to meet this badass scorpion king and he looks like he came out of like an n64 game <laughs> you know st- don't waste your money on like 50 foot waves right don't do anything for the story that seemed completely useless well you know take that 10 million dollars and put it into the scorpion king <laughs> it's almost as like when writers make sequels they they tend to like 
make the same bigger. movie, the same movie as the other one, but bigger. It's it even has the yeah. same beats and everything in it. It's the same. It's exactly the same. So whatever. Basically, that was like Home Alone two. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same fucking thing. He just happens to have an uncle in an empty house. <laughs> Home Alone 2 and Mummy Returns. Uh, <laughs> fucking Home Pink Canton, Brendan Fraser in the face. Uh. <laughs> and then, oh, wait, when the cage drops, there's, there's Kevin in the, in the, in the, up in the rafters, like recording his, their voices from that top, the, the recording yeah. thing that he, he had built, in Home Alone 2. Filthy animals. Yeah, yeah. And then right before, right before The Rock is about to kill Brendan Fraser, uh, Kevin walks up to The Rock or the Scorpion King and gives him, like, the other white dove that he was supposed to give to that homeless lady. <laughs> And then the rock turns good, and then he fucking like turns to Vince McMahon and gives him the people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing this movie in my fucking head right now, and it's fucking fabulous. Right, I'm gonna go to bed dreaming <laughs> about it. Oh my god, Home Alone! Like I loved the first Home Alone when I was a kid, and as I got older and watched that movie, I was like, this would never fucking happen. This is like the worst. Did you These see that the, thing online? They're the worst parents ever. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that thing online where um, it it kind of tells you like what would happen if you're running up the stairs and you actually get hit with a full paint can? It would like snap your head back or snap your spine, wouldn't it? It, it would basically, if if you didn't have like strong neck muscles, it would basically decapitate you. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking scary, dude. That would have been awesome if the paint cans came down and just took Joe Pesci's head off, and it's like end credits. Like <laughs> no, it ends credit. It ends credit with Kevin in the corner, like fucking, like going insane, sucking his thumb, rocking back and forth because he just saw like two people get decapitated from his fucking prank. <laughs> you see him in fucking therapy and shit. Yeah, he's at the top of the stairs, and he's at the top because you know how it's like a it's a up one flight and then another flight to get upstairs. Right. So he's like on. I think that's what it was. He's at the top of the stairs, like the middle top of the stairs. Rocking back and forth, you know, <laughs> sucking on his thumb. His thumb's like fucking raw. And then it's like his mom walks in. His mom walks in and sees like the two headless bodies on the floor. But then she looks around and she's like, why the fuck is there like cellophane and broken ornaments on the floor? And like, what, why is there like all this shit going on? And there's like, and there's Kevin in the back upstairs. She sees him and he's, and she thinks like, she thinks like he's, he's, uh, he's gone he, like, insane. Uh, yeah, he's oh, he definitely is because he decapitated two people from fucking paint cans. <laughs> and then what would be awesome is if that dickhead, that dickhead uncle walks in, who's like a cheap bastard, right? He walks in and he slips on the blood and he breaks his neck, and then Kevin like snaps out of it. <laughs> no, I would just like to see the parents like go to jail for a long time, and Kevin ends up in a in a straitjacket, like at a sane asylum, just like, like and, the mother and, ends up on. Just the, the, the mother ends up on orange as a new. The, the yeah, mother ends up on orange as a new black. black. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, wouldn't that be fucked up? Can you imagine you like go to this like this wonderful holiday movie, and it ends like on the most morbid <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
because it, it's all it all starts it all starts in the Egyptian tunnel, the Egyptian cave with the Scorpion King. <laughs> He just fucking puts a curse on the house. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, that might have been the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> mummy. What, what'd you we get, went like, from The Mummy Returns to alone. Home Alone 2. <laughs> and to Orange is the New Black. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um Oh, something interesting, actually, I read, too. We should just end the podcast on that, because I don't think we're going to go any higher than what we just did. (laughs) The end credits. We're done. (laughs) Yeah, they were credit. (laughs) Um, So, speaking of uh, sequels, (laughs) I I haven't seen that movie uh, Split yet. I know it just, like, just barely came out. And I guess Mm. it it got pretty decent reviews. It's already had, like... $40 $40 million weekend, which is really good for... It's only like, it's only 70-something million. I mean, 70-something percent. Right, right. But it's fresh. It's not that whatever. big of a deal. No, but... but it the- is fresh, but for M. Night Shyamalan, it's like a fucking A++++. <laughs> it's like the A++++ that Ralphie gets in A Christmas Story <laughs> in his dream. But, well, it's... it's uh, $40 million is a big for January. That's a pretty big number, but... Um, I mean, it beat out uh, yeah, Vin, yeah. Vin Diesel's moronic triple uh, X bullshit movie. Um, but anyway, what I'm getting to is that they interviewed um, Shyamalan about Split and all that stuff, and they were asking him what his next movie is, and he alluded to that he's finally going to get around to doing the Unbreakable sequel. Um, which I don't. Oh, you're right. Which this is what sixteen. 17 years later, I, I was looking forward to that yeah. 15 years ago, but I don't, I'm not sure how really how I feel about that now. Like Bruce Willis is in his sixties and, and Sam Jackson, you know, with that, that brittle bone disease, you're not supposed to live past, you know, in your twenties or thirties. So, um, and he had like a very severe part of that in the, in that movie, but, um, really it's such a tragic, uh, a tragic syndrome to have. It's like really heartbreaking, but it's like in the movie they made him evil, you know. They made Sam Jackson into the Lex Luthor, who like, like yeah, subtly <clears throat> like evil. Yeah, um, really. That was probably my favorite Shyamalan movie, next to Sixth Sense. I mean, Unbreakable. I could actually watch multiple times. Um, oh yeah, by far. It's it's a great it's a great departure from. I mean, it, it does again. It does have the twist ending, mm-hmm, right? But mm-hmm. it wasn't like. It wasn't like his later movies where he purposely just did all this shit like The Village. Like oh, I felt yeah. like he just like, ooh, what's going to blow people's minds away now? Ooh, I'll have this secluded like community. That'll fuck people up. Because <laughs> like, at that point in time, like, you know, when I found out what the twist ending was, I wanted to walk out of the goddamn theater. But I was like, all right, I'll go to, I've already gone down this rabbit hole with you. Let's see how fucking stupider you can get. You know, like w- when the reveal finally happened. I'm like seriously, that's what the reveal is—that they've just been living in a like a secluded community for a really long time. That's what your fucking big twist was. Yeah. So it was fucking bullshit. But I think that was after. Was that the next movie after? Unbreakable? Uh, he did. Uh, I think Signs came out after Unbreakable, and then The Village. The Village to me was like what a, was that twist ending? Uh, the, the signs. Uh, yeah. That. Water? There, there really wasn't one. It's just that the aliens were just kind of like checking shit out, and the water was like their kryptonite, so they were able to like get rid of them. 
I mean, I, I, that movie still really <laughs> blows me away because it, again, he is, he was the master of buildup master of buildup. Yeah. Like that movie freaked me out all the way through until the very end. When, when the last thing he says is swing away or whatever. So he grabs a bat, starts beating the alien. I'm like, really? That's the fucking, you know how that, you know, did you ever see Mr. Baseball? Yes. With Tom Selleck? Yes. That's what the fucking, that's what the Japanese manager says to Tom Selleck. Oh, swing away? Yeah. As second as he said that, I just thought of Tom Selleck. <laughs> he thought of like, Magnum P.I. pops out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, give right. me a bat. <laughs> yeah. And then he walks, and then he walks instead, instead of swinging. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, signs, like, uh, that's the problem with his movies, right? Like, <clears throat> for the first like after 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 the sixth sense he just kept trying to make it bigger and bigger and bigger and unbreakable was not on the same lines as the sixth sense because actually you know what it's actually a pretty good superhero movie it's a pretty good su- superhero origin story unbreakable yes. anyway the problem the problem with it is that like i just I, if if your if your niche right is to have this huge giant twist ending and that's all you're ever going to give me like make it great you know because that's all we're looking forward to because you're just doing all this other stupid shit just to get us to the you know surprise like the lady in the water or something like that mm-hmm. I think that's what the name of that movie was and he, and he kept getting for the shortest t- for that amount of time he always got like really quality actors to be in his movies you know he got Bruce Willis he got uh, twice. He got Samuel L. Jackson. Then he got Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. I think Dakota Fanning was in that, mm-hmm. or no? Uh, maybe uh, um, Paul Giamatti. I think Dakota Fanning was Paul Giamatti. Right. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was in that too. She was the lady in the water. Like he, he got some quality actors, but the movie is just the twist endings was. It, it really felt like he had a twist, and then he worked backwards from that. Right. You know. I think um, he wrote like, himself. You know would have been a good. He wrote himself into. Yeah, you know what would have been a really good twist. Hmm. What would have been a really good twist in any of those movies was that the twist would have been I was watching a really good movie. <laughs> that would have been a good t- twist. Or like he rips off his mask and it's you ball. He's like, aha, beaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think you know, with the sixth sense, he just he blew the tits off everybody with that movie, and then Unbreakable. A lot of people that loved Sixth Sense did not like Unbreakable. I loved Unbreakable because of the the subject matter, number one. The big twist in the end wasn't really that big of a deal to me. That was like, you know, you find out that Sam Jackson did all that stuff to try to find him, you know, find his counterpart. So I was – or his doppelganger, whatever, his opposite – and uh, which I thought was cool. That wasn't like a big like. Oh my god! It was just like that oh. would have been a like, really oh, right big on. twist if he was trying to. F- that would have been a really big twist if he was trying to find his doppelganger, and it was Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not black. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but then, like in Signs, I don't even know what the twist was in that. I don't think there really was one. I don't remember. And then the village, the twist was there were two twists. One. There was no beasts that were running around. It was them dressing up as the beasts to keep everybody in line. And then the second thing was that it was a community way out in the middle of nowhere that the these people were like that one dude was rich and he owned a huge property there. And he I guess all those people had tragedies in their lives where they lost somebody to robbery or murder or some shit. So they decided, fuck this, we're gonna leave society and go 
like build our own thing. But why they made it all like Amish and shit, I don't know. It was just it was just kind of weird. But um, uh, then his other movies just like just totally went downhill from there. Um, but I I have to say though, like the last two movies, well I haven't seen Split yet, but The Visit was a was a big departure from some of the other stuff he did. It was very low budget and it was a found footage movie. And it was creepy. Like I, we really enjoyed it. And Split looks like he's kind of getting back to his roots, just starting like with with more intimate, smaller movies, not getting paid millions of dollars, you know, kind of thing. And he's coming up with really creative things. And so I hope he keeps going that route. He doesn't need to make two hundred million dollar movies. You know, the last yeah. the last Airbender was his rock bottom. You know, good God. Um. The Last Airbender is probably one of my most favorite cartoons of all time. Yeah, it's amazing. I, have we talked about that on this podcast before? Uh, you know, Did, we haven't, we but, have. but we haven't <clears throat> gone that much into it. But it would be interesting to go back and watch some movies that really seriously pissed you off that should have been really good movies. That Dude, that would be so one. To of them. this to this day, I can't get past the first fifteen minutes of that movie. I've never seen the whole thing. I can't do it either. It's boring. I don't shit. know how the movie. I don't know how the movie ends, because I like you know when I make make fun of certain movies, I'll say like I couldn't even get past like the first fifteen minutes, but I really watched it. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm being. It's the only movie where I was excited when, uh, I think I was excited when M Night Shyamalan was announced as the director, but I'm not sure if I was or not. Mm-hmm. But good God, like. He was. He did not know. He does not know how to frame action. That's probably why Bruce Willis barely does anything in the fucking Unbreakable movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like the the action, the in the first fifteen minutes, there's a little bit of action, and holy fuck, like he takes like the what works in a cartoon where they're like trying to airbend or or bend the natural forces, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and fight each other like it all works it's all this like this ballerina type thing where there's not a lot of wasted motion because it's animation you know he tries to do the same thing but in a slower context and what i've seen in in the last airbender they couldn't call it avatar anymore because that was the same time avatar was coming out right so they clearly had no they had no belief in this movie that it was going to do anything when you know well, let the other people take your title. Well, the problem is, is that he, he watching the movie, he he knows nothing about those characters or about the story or anything like that. Like he wrote it from scratch, and even the people right. that he casted were so wrong for those roles. And they could not have he uh, him being an being an Indian American. I, th- I think he's Indian, right? Yeah, I think, uh, so. I think so. The what he did to that movie, first of all. Look, the the two the 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 brother and the sister, mm-hmm. they should have been like Inuit type people, mm-hmm. right? Because they're like Eskimos or whatever. Um, and and Ang should have been Asian. They got some fucking white kid, yeah. Playing Ang, I mean, and my God, could that kid not fucking act? You think like uh, Jake Lloyd was bad in episode one? It makes Jake Lloyd look like fucking like Jack Nicholson in like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. holy shit! Could that kid, that kid was fucking awful. Yeah, that that movie was uh, it was expensive too. It was like one hundred and fifty million. It was some huge amount of money that they spent on that movie that flopped big time. 
Um, I, yeah, I don't know. What about? I would love for that movie to get remade because you can have a trilogy out of that movie. You can you, take like the three seasons. Was there four seasons or three seasons? I think it was three or four, but you have to get somebody. Look, you have to like Deadpool is a perfect example. You have to get people that are very passionate and know everything about the last airbender. They like, they know everything about it so that they could come up with a very cohesive script and all that stuff. And then you can do like story for the general population, but then you can do a little bit of fan service for the people that are really deeply passionate about it. So, you know, it can work. It's just you need to hire the right people. And I'm not Shyamalan. I'm sorry. That dude should never have written that movie. I think because he's proven before to write movies and direct them and all that, that they gave him the benefit of the doubt. But that was a big mistake. Um, so I don't if know. If I was the creators of that show, <laughs> like, I guarantee they, they must have not had any, like, like, in the contract that they couldn't boycott anything happening. Right. No, because if they allowed that travesty to fucking happen just to make a dollar, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Because that you you purposely drew and came up with Aang a certain way, and you let them fucking whitewash the shit out of that. <laughs> it's like telling a Bruce Lee biopic and fucking getting Ralph Macchio to play him. <laughs> yeah, I would not see that movie. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> <clears throat> that sounds awful. Um so other news uh, that actually uh, kind of of some interest is that they are they're going to be filming a new Predator movie next month. Did you know that? New Predator movie? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a Predator movie in the works, and it's it's uh, written and directed by. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if it's written by, but it's directed by Shane Black. So more than likely, he probably. Oh God. He probably wrote it. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll have um, Robert Downey Jr. and. Uh, and who and whoever else Fuck. and who, Val Kilmer <clears throat> like do uh, <laughs> like funny rep, <laughs> re, repertoire, you know, funny dialogue while the predator is chasing them. <clears throat> I don't care what anybody says, and I don't care how much movie that fuck money that movie made. Iron Man three was god fucking awful. It was bad. That movie sucked. It's bad. Did, would you think <clears throat> that though, movie sucked? Is we, it a little bit? We talk about how the second we one. Talk a, I mean, the second one was bad too. A, Mm, I, yeah, I'd I'd prefer the second one over the third one. Oh wow, I'm um, saying a lot. We we talk about we talk about DC badly a lot. Yeah, but yeah. That movie, that that Iron Man three movie. If I if Robert Downey Jr. isn't as good as he is, that movie is is by it's already for me one of the worst Marvel. Like I take the first Thor and the second Thor over Iron Man three. Yeah, me too. It, it's pretty bad. I mean, like, it's like, it, Iron Man three is so fucking far down below the, the the totem pole for me in Marvel movies. I hated that movie so much. It's the hated it. It's the Transformers of the uh, of the franchise because it made all that money and yet everybody hates it. So that's the only way it's Transformers. But yeah, <laughs> but I, I, it, the movie <clears throat> the movie did gangbusters because it was the first movie to come out after the Avengers. So like, you yeah. know. People wanted to see another Iron Man movie, and now I'm hearing like uh, he's wanting to do another one. So probably because the the wells well, the well yeah, the well's going to dry up. <laughs> well, I mean, basically he he doesn't need to. He does the least out of all those fucking guys. Mm-hmm. We've said it before. He just sits in front of a fucking camera. He barely wears any of the the suit that he has to walk around in, right? And then when all the action happens, and like you know. 
Scarlett Johansson's got to learn moves. You know, Jeremy Renner's got to learn moves. He just has a screen in front uh, of him. (laughs) Chris Evans, he doesn't have to do shit. And he's getting paid by far the most out of any one of those people. Yeah. So now that they're bringing in, like, new Avengers to, and then once Infinity War happens and if something happens there, because they're trying to reboot this whole, the new Avengers so they don't have to keep going to these older guys. Now they're not going to need Robert Downey Jr. All of a sudden, he's not going to make $84 million a year or some bullshit number where he works for like, you know, five minutes out of the day. Yeah, no doubt. I think. Oh, here's an action sequence. Uh, Robert Downey, RDJ is going to be in his uh, trailer for five hours. His contract's got to be coming up pretty soon. So, like, I'm sure he's wanting to do an Iron Man 4 to make some money again. But, well, you know, I don't know. I think they need to start handing the baton off. Um, Although that could be the movie where they do it, too. But um, probably the second part or whenever Miss Marvel comes in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so speaking of uh, uh, Marvel, Black Panther just started filming and they announced finally like rounded out. They announced the entire cast. You can go online and look at the entire cast. <clears throat> this is a who's who. Oh, my God. I mean, this is one of the best casts I've ever seen in any movie, let alone a Marvel movie. It's crazy. <laughs> a comic book movie. Oh yeah, a comic book movie in general. But it it is it's incredible. They got Oscar winners in there. They've got just amazing, amazing actors. A, a director that's up and coming. I cannot wait to see this movie. And it comes out in freaking February of next year. It's not that far away. And it's pretty surprising to me they're going to put that in February. But it, it's people are going to go watch this movie. I, I'm so excited for it. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the teaser for that. Yeah. Fucking, oh, my God. Yeah, me too. I mean, just the, just the cast alone gives me goosebumps. Talk like, about It's a plethora. I mean, when they, dude, it's a plethora. Like, oh, I could even yeah, say that it's, now. <laughs> um, th- yeah. The last. Uh, it's, it's The cast is ridiculous. The latest news is uh, The Claw will be back. So Andy Serkis is in the movie, which is that. Mm. That was good news to me. That's pretty cool. Um the other news that I uh, noticed, actually, I think like a week ago, is that Peter Dinklage, the guy who plays Tyrion on Game, oh, of, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. is going to be Infinity War, but nobody, <clears throat> but nobody knows what character he's playing. Like people are speculating because you know he's a little person, so there's a couple characters that um, match that. But I think one of them is actually the inventor of the of the gauntlet itself that they're speculating he might be playing. I can't remember what that character's name is now off the top of my head. Okay. But, I think I know who you're talking about. But I dude, that that just that's amazing to me too because that dude can fucking act. And he's he's yeah. I mean, I'm so glad <clears throat> that they're giving him shit to do. Um cause this is my favorite part of Game of Thrones, one of my absolute favorite parts. Um yeah, I really. Did you see the Oscar nominations? Like, who's going to be? Uh, just a little bit. It's how the fuck did how the fuck did uh, Amy Adams not get nominated for an Oscar? I don't know, dude, because she's so she carries amazing. that entire film. It got nominated for best director, best movie, but the person that carries that film doesn't get nominated. I don't. know. How the fuck does that happen? I don't know because without her, that movie falls apart. I mean, yeah. She's so she's so good. Um, it's such it's such a rarity that the the person, the lead actor or actress in the movie that's nominated for best picture doesn't get nominated themselves. I think that only happened. Well, 
I don't really know too much about awards, but I remember the last time it happened on a movie that I've seen was that uh, was Titanic when Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't uh, nominated. Oh yeah, and he boycotted the Oscars like a little bitch too. He's yeah. like, I'm not going. <clears throat> it's just like really like that, but, is that your but lot she, in life? But I mean, he was he was good. He wasn't great. I don't think. No, there were way. Like, there I didn't, were way I didn't think more, it was that good. There were way more um, thing people that were better. I mean. Robin Williams, well, I think, won if that I had year. to, if for lead actor, uh, oh no, wait, maybe not lead actor. <clears throat> it was for his best supporting actor, Goodwill Hunting. But um. so the best, so as good as Amy, Amy Adams is better in Arrival than Leo was in Titanic. Oh, for sure. Not to mention, not to mention, he she didn't have somebody to play off of like Jeremy Renner. They barely they they talked a little bit, but not like. Not like uh, Leo and and what the hell's her name? Uh, Kate, Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah, like he, he, he they play off each other, right? Well, Amy Adams doesn't really do a lot of that. She, she a lot of her serious parts of it is talking to nobody when she's yes. trying to figure out. Like she's talking to CG people, the aliens. That's all CG. Like she's out there on her own doing that shit, carrying that film, carrying like the most important part of that film to tell the the, the twist ending. Well, and the, yeah, the, um, the emotions. Speaking of that twist she, endings, yeah, right, yeah. Like I don't understand. I don't understand how she doesn't get nominated. I don't know. Like, maybe not win because I don't know the other actresses. I don't think I've seen all their movies. But how do you not get nominated if your picture is nominated for best picture and you're the person that carries that? F- That's like Castaway getting nominated for best picture and Tom Hanks. Doesn't get it, but Wilson gets fucking supporting actor. <laughs> Wilson, uh, and Wilson fucking wins, <laughs> and forgets to mention Tom Hanks in his speech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wilson's a dick. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He wins everything. Uh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Um. No, they. Uh, so I have it. I have it up right now. Emma Stone is nominated for La La Land, which you got to go see. It's it's that. fucking great. Um, such an awesome movie. Natalie Portman is up for Jackie. I think that she she plays Jackie Onassis or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, yeah, she does. Ruth Nega for Loving. Uh, Meryl Streep, which fucking how many times has she been nominated? Um, <laughs> but but she's over. She's overrated, right? Um, <laughs> and then Isabel Hoopert for some movie called L. I don't, I don't know any of these movies. So, um, except for La La Land and Jackie, but I don't know what the other three are, but you know, it was, was, it, was Jackie nominated for best, best picture. Um, uh, let me look, you know, it's weird that cause I know had, La La Land they was. have 10 pictures now, you know, in the, in the category. Okay. So where, are any of the, are, okay. are any of the lead actresses in movies in the best picture category? No, it, only, um, uh, Emma Stone. So there's arrival fences, hacksaw, Ridge, hell or high water, hidden figures, La La Land, lion, Manchester by the sea and moonlight. And I've heard that, uh, um, Manchester by the Sea is really good. Casey Affleck, I guess, won Best Actor for Golden Globe, and they're saying like he's probably going to win the Oscar, uh, which is it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, really interesting. Um, the people that so are, only one actress in the Best Actress category has a film. Yeah, for Best Film, and an actor, four out of the five have Best Movies. The only one that's not. Uh, 
a best movie nominee is Captain Fantastic, which is Viggo Mortensen, Aragorn himself. Um, I love that dude. He's a great actor, huh. but he's not in a lot of stuff. So no, he does a lot of low budget stuff now. Yeah, I would like to see. I mean, I haven't seen any of the other movies except for La La Land in this category. I really need to go watch some of these other movies uh, just to see. But um, I saw um, The Founder this week. Oh yeah, The Founder, which I don't think that made it for this year though. I think that's going to be like a no, next, no, it's, next it's year probably going to be next year. Yeah, kind of sucks when it was l- released because you just missed the Oscar nod and. You're expecting somebody to remember you eight months from now. Right. That'd be hard. But my, Michael Keaton, I heard, was really good. And you said he was pretty good in that. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was phenomenal in it. Uh, I love him so much. I'm so happy he's back. Every time I we talk about him, I always say it. But I, I'm so happy he's back. And I'm so happy he's going to be in a comic book movie again. Yes. I, I cannot wait. 19, 1989 me is so giddy right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, in 1988, when they announced that Keaton was going to be Batman, I was like, "The op- I'm like, Beetlejuice is going to be Batman? That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, he's he was a great Batman, a great Bruce Wayne. So, But his his acting chops, I mean, he looked pretty sinister as the Vulture. I mean, at, at least when he talked and all that. So I'm... I'm yeah. really and and the, they did an interview with him recently, and they were talking about you know what's it like being a bad guy and all that stuff. And he said that he's like, is he really that bad though? He's like, I think he's just misunderstood. And I like bad guys like that that are that think that they're doing the right thing. Um, you know, they have their own agenda and whatnot. But so it that should be interesting. I'm, I'm, like Doc Ock did in Spider Man Two. Kinda, kinda, yeah. But he but he was like psycho because of the damn. Because the the chip burned out in his neck, and he was all fucking psycho and all that. Um, but yeah, kind of like that. So I don't know. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't ever really watch the Oscars that much anymore. I just kind of like the next day. I just check and see who won, and then like it may might make me interested in watching that movie or whatever. But like last year, I watched all the all the movies before the Oscars came out, and like I had my predictions and all that what I thought was the best, but, um, Oh, well, well, speaking of award shows, we're going to actually have one. Yeah. We're going to have, that's going to be, uh, sometime next month. I think the Monday, the Monday after the Oscars. Yeah. So like late February, will be our award show <laughs> it, and it's called, it's called the Chewies, the Chewies, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is kind of based on the Dundees, right. From, uh, the office. So yeah, I like yeah. Which yeah, is the categories my... are, are not your typical categories. No, they're going to be some really, really kooky categories. So you've got the Oscars, you got the Razzies, and now you got the Chewies, baby. So <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be pretty amazing. But uh, you have any anything else to add? We kind of just uh, we totally wung it. We wung is that even a word? We winged it. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> We totally winged it. Well, that was uh, that's Chew on This, <clears throat> episode 65 a Nerds United Podcast. I'm BJ. Nick. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>